Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to Sports GPS, Season 4, Episode 7. CJ, what do we have on the docket today? Well, we got Dame Lillard, man. We got some NBA. Lillard once traded among Harden, but we've already yeah. we've already beat that horse. So yeah. we're going to Dame. Uh, we're going to discuss where he wants to go, where he said he will never go. Yeah. Then we're going to jump to MLB All-Star Week. We're going to start with the Derby, then hit the game. And then, of course, we're going to round it out because the second half of the season starting, mm-hmm. we're going to hit the players that we think are going to have a great second half that didn't have the best first half, according to what yeah. we know Absolutely. them to have. All that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Jumping right into the NBA offseason. There is one massive, massive wild card that we actually discussed on the draft day special mm-hmm. that once Scoot Henderson got drafted yeah. by the Trailblazers, yeah. that it was the end of Dame Lillard in Portland. Correct. And he has been very vocal that he wants out. He has been very vocal about where he wants to go and where he doesn't want to go. Parker, hit us with the teams that want him that will never get him. All right, so the two teams that want him pretty darn bad, Clippers, Celtics. They, But Dame said, resounding no. I'm not going there. He wants to go to Miami. and uh, But I will say, uh, Trailblazers GM Joe Cronin, he, he's willing to, to wait him out. He's willing to wait the long haul to basically get the deal that he wants, which is understandable because this isn't just some all-star player. This is your franchise. Yeah. And you trade Damian Lillard, you're restarting. Yeah. Now you have Scoot Henderson, who we both agree is a really good young talent. Yeah. I think he's going to be a superstar. For sure. But well, let's see it first. And is he going to be Dame Lillard? I don't know. Yeah. So you, you, got, you got to get big return. Um, and... Does Miami have the pieces? Well, I think they do because uh, that's where Dame wants to go. And I think that they've got enough that will make it worth their while. Mm-hmm. So we threw this into the, the NBA trade simulator. <laughs> Plugged in all the numbers. Yeah. And this is the best that we came up with. Now, there's going to be draft picks. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know what draft picks. Probably a couple of first couple of seconds. Yeah. I do love, like, when the Wizard trade Bradley Beal. I'm thinking, we got to get a first. We got, like, a ton of second rounders and pick swaps. I'm like, I'm not angry, but, like, you couldn't get, like, one first. Yeah. Just, not, just give me one. But, uh... It'd I be, guess it's fair. It'd be what it'd be. There's going to be a couple of firsts and a couple of seconds that happen here. Yeah. Got to. Got, got to, to. Got to be. For Portland to give to trade him to Miami, for both par- for both parties to be happy, there has to be a couple of first rounds. Well, the Heat are going to be happy because they end up with Damian Lillard oh, yeah. and Jabari Walker. Yeah. And, I mean, now, granted, I'm not sitting here saying that Walker's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but right. it makes the money work, so that's how it had to work. Mm-hmm. 
The Blazers are getting Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, and Haywood Hydesmith. I actually like that. Not only do I think it, it like Tyler Hero, we both agree is a great player, six man type guy. But like, I'm not the biggest Kyle Lowry fan, but like, let's just think about it. You get a veteran point guard to go along with Scoot Henderson, because Scoot Henderson's more of a, a combo guard, in my opinion. So you go Lowry, Scoot Henderson, and then you have Jeremy Grant, who they just paid big money to. You got Nurkic down in the paint. And then you have Tyler Hero off the bench. Like, that's that's pretty good. I'm not saying they're better because you lose Dame Lee and Lillard. But, like, I think I think they can still be a competitive team. Yeah, and, I mean, they're not killing themselves on the books either. They're getting a couple firsts. Yeah. I, I would assume probably either one first and a couple of seconds or two firsts. A- any pick swaps in there? <laughs> I hate pick swaps, so I'm just not yeah. even – I don't even <laughs> yeah. predict them. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I don't predict them. Yeah. I'm like Pittsburgh dad here. I don't predict him. <laughs> that guy's so funny. He's good, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I I I introduced Parker to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was gonna say for those a... listening to tonight, CJ introduced me to, to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh dad. dad while we were eating dinner. Yeah. And uh, I I almost choked on an egg roll. It's pretty. <laughs> he's pretty funny. Yeah, he's, uh, he's good. He's he's really good. He's a big like he does you know, uh, it's a bunch of stuff that involves Pittsburgh. It's great. Yeah. Um, and the accent's great. Yeah, well, and, and again, like, I mean, if you've if you have never lived in Pittsburgh, he takes you there. Let's yeah, just leave it absolutely. Um, do we think that uh, this gets done? I do think Damian Lillard does get traded. Now, I don't know how much power he has to say, this is where I'm going, that's the only place I want to go. Right. Um, because the only person in the NBA that has a no, that has a, a no trade clause, Bradley Beal, right. and he's been traded. Uh, so I don't know if Damian Lillard can like direct where he wants to go. Um, even though Portland respects the heck out of him, but I do I do think he's going to get traded. We'll see where he goes. Mm. If we want to be nice, send him to Miami. Well, they definitely want him to go to the Eastern Conference. Oh yeah, like you don't you don't want him playing in the west i kept thinking okay if you send them to boston who who are you getting like do, do they get jalen brown <laughs> i mean yeah probably like that's what you have to do or there's a bunch of picks involved oh yeah but i mean think about that team but just to make the money work dame and tatum Ooh, i like it that'd be crazy yeah i don't like it i think our buddy zach baker likes it Michael Perry might like it too. I mean, yeah, both of them are big Boston fans. So yeah, but yeah, I I I don't know. But that's I I we know he's not ending up in Boston. And like he I don't want to go. There. And I don't know what the Clippers would. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming they'd have to give up Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Right. Uh, so if you're Damian Lillard, do you want to just be like a a along with one superstar or, or multiple? I don't know, but. Yeah, so we're we're sending him to Miami. Yeah, it's the only thing right now that makes sense that makes Lillard happy, and yeah, they're a team that can then make the make it work. Now it's going to be Lillard, Butler, and uh, Bam. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's basically their squad. Yeah, with Jabari Walker coming off the bench, K. Vincent. I yeah, like I mean, like they'll have some pieces, Max but they're Struce. not. They're not. They're not going to be. Beating down the doors on right depth is not going to be a strength. Not going to be a strength. But I will say, Eric Spolstra, he's the kind of coach that can 
Because, like, a lot of the guys that were that made it to the Eastern Conference, fi- I mean, to the, the NBA Finals this right. year, um, a lot of those guys were undrafted. Yeah. Like, so he knows how to pick up spare parts, mm-hmm. work it into their system. You got to play defense. Right. So I wonder I, I wonder if Dame really wants to <laughs> have to play defense every night. Well, and I mean, that's if he wants to go to Miami, it's because Butler's saying, hey, we're all going to play defense. It's not just yeah. you. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for the Dame Lillard show. <laughs> it's no longer Dame time as we're getting into yeah. the MLB All-Star Week when we return. Welcome back to Sports GPS. We're heading to MLB All-Star Weekend. It was a pretty darn good week. Yeah, I mean, it was really good. The Derby uh, All-Star game. Yeah, the celebrity it. softball game. Do, do, do you get into celebrity softball games? I enjoy watching it just because you, you... I honestly, full disclosure, I did not watch celebrity softball games. I watched a little bit of it. It. I mean... Who were the best names in there? Like Ryan Howard was in. Um, there was a, uh, a sad, sad... St- State of events with JoJo Siwa. Did Ken Griffey play? Uh, I don't think Griffey played. See, th- you're in Seattle, man. Yeah. Hold on. Let me pull up the rosters. All right. The rosters here. Okay. All right. Here we go. Joel McHale, mm-hmm. Adam Devine, uh, Skylar Austin from uh, uh, Pitch Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Chloe Kim, JoJo Siwa, as I already mentioned. Um, the Miz. The Miz. <laughs> uh, Spider, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. And he went. He went deep. He took a couple deep. I know Brett Boone took Jenny Finch deep on the fr- on the first pitch. Yeah. Well, and again, Finch is just yeah. She's I, I, I when I saw it, I go. She's giving you the rookie of the year. Let chicken. let her give give you the number one yeah. and see what you do with it. Yeah, he's she's hitting him with the <laughs> yeah the float it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was uh, Felix versus Jenny Finch. Uh, 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 let's see, Brett Boone, Ryan Howard, Adam Jones, Mike Cameron. All right, so they they had some they had some they had some, some decent names. names. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no Griffey, but gosh, that would have been awesome. It would have been cool. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a high scoring affair, of course. Uh, it was like twenty seven to something. It was insane. Like you, you had some big leaguers in there. You don't think they could hit it over that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean there were some guys that that you know aren't. Yeah, big league talent that were hitting it over the fence. To be very clear, um, but yeah, it was it was cray cray. Um, they they did a they did some damage for sure. Nice, um, a lot of a lot of big old hits. So um, it was good times. Uh, Twenty one to nineteen was the, was the final score. <laughs> wow, yeah, it was crazy. But uh, you know, well, they, did they play baseball or football? Yeah, right. Uh, it was, but it was enjoyable. It was fun. It was oh, fun yeah. to watch for sure. Um, let's go ahead and dive into the home run derby because that's everybody's favorite part of the weekend. Vladdy Junior. He won. Yeah, I mean, first father son duo to both win the derby. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's it very cool. Um, he, he was, he left everything he had out there. If you watch, oh, yeah. it, he was. Like the lat when he had the bonus minute because you had the bonus thirty seconds automatically. Yeah, and then if you, if you hit two homers over four forty. Yeah, you had the bonus minute. Um, it, it, that bonus minute he was just yeah. dying. It was so funny. Like so, like the the semifinal, he was the last one to go, and then yeah. he and then he had to be the first person in the final to go. Oh gosh, I feel so bad for Vladdy. Yeah. Does he have the the does energy? Have, yeah, does he have the? Yeah, the will. Yeah. the way. I mean. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. But I think the best matchup was the rematch of Julio and Pete. Oh, yeah. And Julio again beat Pete Alonzo, which both you and I did not have. No. Um, yeah, we both picked Pete. He went 41 in the yeah. first round and then kind of fizzled out in the second round versus Vladi. Um, Arena came out of nowhere. Yeah, I will say that, dude, like, he was just, like, he didn't take a pitch. Yeah. Like, he was just swinging. Well, and he's, I mean, he's young. He's spry. And, like, the key to the, the home run derby now is, yes, you're timed. The key is who's throwing you Correct. the pitches. Yeah. And they need to throw it almost in, like, a, just a specific area. Yeah. And you just, oh, you're going to pull it? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, I will say, like, probably the coolest, like, guy. I, I, I loved Adley Rushman, like, sw- switching over to the right side. Yeah, that was cool. And seven of his eight homers hit right-handed was, like, he hit from. Yeah, he had he had 27 yeah. total homers. He had 20 from the left side in the first three minutes. And then his. And his bonus His round, bonus. Seven minute, of his eight. Yeah, he had seven of eight swings, one over the. Yeah. Over the fence, right? I'm thinking, gosh, you just hit right handed the whole time. Yeah, he probably would have had like 30 something and he probably yeah. would have beat Lewis Robert. Yeah. But I mean, Robert had a half decent shot. I mean, he had 28. When he hit his 28th, he had like 37 seconds left on the clock. He didn't have to keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he gets to like 33, 34. Right. Um, if he if he keeps going, I'm you not, you like the new like I know it's not uh, new this no, year, but you love it. It's so much better than the old. Oh, absolutely. It is. I will say that MLB got this right because, like, everything's about time now. Like, oh yeah, they like, think about how we've shifted our minds about the NBA and the dunk contest versus the three point shooting contest. Yeah, like the dunk contest is like there is time with it, but like. It's so like, oh, what dunks you gonna do now? And it's like literally it's like two what, seconds of what fun. haven't we seen? Right. Well, there's yeah, there's that too, but the time the the three point contest is more of a skill contest. Oh yeah. Because I mean, you got to be precise, and that's what that's where the game's gone. Um, but but the home run derby was so bad when it was like, oh, we're gonna wait for four pitches, and, and you get ten outs. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like. It's so bad. Like, if they had made the home run derby that, like, without timed, and they made it from 10 outs to 5 outs, like, I would have been better. However, the timing of it is phenomenal. Like, you know how much time they got. Like, it it is so much better of a flow. Dude, I remember watching three hours of home run derby. Yeah. And it took forever. Like, this year was like two. Yeah. I will say what made the home run derby and very tolerable back in the day, Chris Berman. Yeah, just like I will say though, like, and not they didn't do a terrible job, but like I need Carl Ravitch and Eduardo Perez to give me a little bit more. Yeah, because I'm like, because like I, I, I admittedly I, I fell asleep, not because it was boring, but like I was just tired, and so I replay, I replayed, I recorded it, and I'm just like. I'm not seeing the homers. You guys are just talking. Yeah. Like, I'm seeing him swing, but I don't know where the ball is going. Yeah. And I so think, it's like I have to tell to see if the ball went over the fence by the number count. It was a better watch on ESPN2. Oh, really? Who, because, who did ESPN2? Well, they had the stat cast okay. on ESPN2. So it was a better watch on ESPN2 than it was on ESPN. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they had the um, – I can't even remember her name now. She's a, She's the O's – reporter oh yeah i know who you're talking and about. she she did she was actually really really good i uh-huh. enjoyed i enjoyed her 
um, her commentary. But that was in between hitters. It wasn't live during the actual. Um, so like, yeah, I, I get, I get where you're coming from. Like, yeah, it, it was, it was a little rough. But ESPN was better because they were showing more. They were showing the lines. They were showing the tracers. So it was better on ESPN too. Okay. However, like most people were watching it on ESPN. So yeah, get, yeah. get, get me something better. Yeah. Uh, but Vladdy Jr. Great job. Um, cool there. Uh, I'm glad J Rob put on a show for the home fans. Yeah, that that was kind I of. I mean, big. he didn't win it, but like he put up 41. 41. He had the That's most crazy most of any round. So and he actually he had like the second most homers of anybody in the in the entire thing, and he only hit two for two rounds. Yeah, because he he went for like almost 70. He had 41, and then he, I think he had like 25 in the second round. And part of like with the new like the new formula, the the player themselves has to really like like be entertaining. Right. Like Pete Alonso embrace it. Yeah. Like like any time that he won, like he put on a show. Yeah. Not only by swinging the bat, but just getting the fans involved. I also want to put a yeah, I want to put a hat tip out to Mookie Betts. Yeah. It was like the only thing he hasn't done in his career. Yeah. His wife even was talking about how she like kind of forced him to do it. Yeah. And then 45 seconds in, he's like, yeah, it's not going to happen for me. I'm so. not going to delay the, so he didn't use, he his, didn't use his, his timeout. And like, you know, Carl Rav just sitting there like, why isn't he using his timeout? He's got to be doing it now. He's got to yeah, do it now. MLB, it. Yeah. MLB network. They interviewed him. He goes, I'm just going to be honest. 45 seconds in, I knew I didn't have it. So I wasn't going to delay the inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure if he had tip. well, like if he had gone like, you know, a minute in and then yeah. he like found his stroke, and then he had like a minute left, and he was like, "Man, I'm at like 17. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll take the and it's time." It's so out. funny because like I never had it. Like Albert Pools is sitting right next to him when he's talking to him, and he's like, "I can't just hit homers like you. Like I can't just just force yeah. homers. Like I can't do that." But I will say it's a better watch because I mean, you remember those days where like a guy you have ten outs and the guy would hit like three. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, that was so terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a better watch. It was just like, oh, come on. Like, you were kind of rooting for him at the end there. So, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Vladdy Jr. But that was the only win that the AL would have. <laughs> yep. Because the All-Star game itself on Tuesday night, the National League defeated the American League 3-2. to uh, First time the NL has won since 2012 at Kansas City. Every National League team wins. Um, the Senior re- circuit, baby. Let's go. Yeah, finally. Uh, Ilias Diaz had the uh, game-winning two-run shot in the eighth. Um, he's a first-time All-Star, 32 years old. Super yeah. cool. Um, you know, my uh, my man, Craig Kimbrell, coming in the clutch, yeah. saving yeah. it. I mean, it was a little rocky. He did, he did walk two guys, but I will you know, say my, up a hit. my Braves, we had eight All-Stars. Awesome. Mm-hmm. They didn't put on a show like I wanted. Now, now Sean Murphy threw out a guy in the first inning. I'm like, yeah, laser that was, beam. Yeah, that was insane. But, like, you know, Acuna didn't do anything, and it's just like, eh, okay. Well, I mean, the game was definitely more of a pitcher's duel, 3-2. Yeah. I, I mean, was kind of a little shocked by it. I wasn't, I wasn't. Not because, I mean, look, Garrett Cole, awesome, even though, gosh, first two at-bats, Acuna crushed it to right field. A leaping catch, and then um, Freddie Freeman, opposite field, hit one to the wall, leaping catch. I'm like, gosh, are we gonna have any runs scored? Yeah, no. I mean, it was a, definitely a display of very good pitching and yeah, very Zach good Gallen. defense. Yeah, uh, it had to leave the yard for the scoring to yeah. scoring to happen for sure. And who would have thought Elias Diaz? Yeah, man. I mean, hap- good for him. I mean, he 
he hit it hard. Now I know oh, it didn't yeah. it didn't clear the fence by much, but that thing was on a line. Yeah, it was like, crushed. He didn't I mean like it was he, no cheapy. If he put if he put a little bit more launch angle, that second deck. Like that hit the wall. Like I mean it hit ten feet deep of the wall. Do you remember what the exit velocity was? Uh like one oh eight. Like he I mean he he for yeah. lack of better term, he pimp walked it out. He yeah. knew it was gone. Uh-huh. Like, and you heard it off the bat. It was crushed. Yeah. And, like, I, I hate to say it like this because, you know, I don't want to ruin his moment. Cause it, but it's like, and the only reason why you're on the team is because every team has to be represented. Yeah. And the Rockies needed somebody. Yeah, and he was their best player. I mean, good for – I mean, look, he, he earned it. Right. It's not like he's a scrub. Yeah, and you're not going to – you're never going to have a Rockies pitcher go. <laughs> no. I think I think I think was it last year Daniel Barr the reliever yeah he was he had a great year yeah, but like he had, he had a good first a really he's not a starter year. right and I think like Ubaldo maybe yeah well, Ubaldo Jimenez yeah. but gosh he he didn't last long no he didn't I I again my first my first game at Citizens Bank was Rockies v Phillies and I was like man we're going against Ubaldo <laughs> and they tag him for seven runs in the first three innings. Of course, he threw a no-hitter against my Braves. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, trip down memory lane right there. Yeah. Um, Anyways. <laughs> yeah, back to it. Uh, we get back in uh, ready for baseball this weekend. Yeah. Tomorrow, uh, we get back into the swing of things. Let's eliminator go picks. Let's go ahead and give our eliminator picks for this weekend. Who you got? I'm picking the Reds. Picking the Reds. Yeah. It's a strong play. Who they got? I think they have the Cubs. Okay. I think that's who they have. It's a strong play. I'm uh, I'm sticking with my who faces the athletics and so yeah. Minnesota you're up let's uh let's make it happen uh and I'm actually gonna use that as I'm a wrong little... they're playing the Brewers they're playing that. the Brewers uh, who's it NL Central yeah I mean you know what an NL Central matchup they're in Cincinnati though yeah yeah so that's, that that's why I did that's it. a safe bet yeah uh but again I'm taking Minnesota and there's some <laughs> who are they playing they're playing the Ace yeah you gotta love it uh I'm gonna use... J Dipple Day let's go. <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, let's, I'm going to use that as a kind of a perfect segue because we're going to be talking about a twin in our last segment of the day. Mm-hmm. It is players to watch for in the second half. They might not have had the best first half, maybe even a mediocre one, or they got hot late. A couple players there that mm-hmm. definitely got hot late. But when we return, players to watch for in the second half, and there's definitely a twin in there. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're talking about players to watch in the second half. So not necessarily guys who had bad first half. Some of these guys got hot late in the first half. Mm-hmm. But guys who we think in the second half are going to go on a tear. Go on yeah. a tear. So let's start off with catcher. Yeah, let's start off. We're, we we picked one position player for each position. Correct. And then we have a handful of pitchers that we think are, are going to go off. Just, mm-hmm. to, just to give the listeners <laughs> what we're going with. Yeah. So our catcher that we think is going to have a really big second half. There was a couple names we threw out here. Uh, JT Real Muto, Wilson Contreras, just to name a couple. But the guy who we really think is going to have a great second half and might even lead his team to getting back into maybe wild card contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they win the division, to be clear. But oh, no, I don't either. Definitely wild card contention is possible. It's Cal Raleigh of the, uh, the, big dumper. Of the uh, Mariners. I mean, he had a big swing last year to get them in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So maybe he does it again this year. Yeah, and I, I definitely I can see that this team wants to take off. And when he mm-hmm. hits, this team hits. Yeah, uh, He's got guys in front of him like J.P. Crawford, 
Uh, I know Kelnick's had uh, up and down year. Very up and down. Um, you know, and this team could make a run, and I think if Kyle Raleigh gets hot, mm-hmm. that they can definitely take that run um, and go. They, their offense can be a lot better than what it's been. Yeah. I mean, J-Rod gets a little hot, too. Because you even look at guys like Ty France, pretty good. Tay Oscar Hernandez. Like, they, they have some thump, but it hasn't hasn't gelled. It hasn't come together. Yeah, it hasn't materialized. And, and, their, pitch, and their pitching's not bad. It's not all. Ker- Kirby, Gilbert. Like, at one point, they had the best starting ERA in the American League. Right. But so, then they weren't hitting, and now that they're right. starting to hit, their ERA's gone in the right. absolute big dumper. <laughs> yeah, Good call. Uh, so, you know, it makes it a little rough. Uh, let's go ahead and jump the first base. We're staying out west, but going to the senior circuit this time. Jake Cronenworth of yeah. the San Diego Padres. Yeah. The all, former all-star. He was an all-star last year. He has not been an all-star this yeah, year. Yeah, it's, it's been rough. And I think him in the middle of that order last year kind of kept the Padres afloat, kept them going, especially when Tatis went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now he's not holding his weight. Tatis just came back. so he, He's doing well. He's I, doing honestly, really well. I thought he would be a replacement player. Like for in the All-Star game right. for the National League, I, I wish they would have got him in there. Because, look, I, I when I think of All-Stars, I want guys that earn it to get in. Yeah. But I also think you need to have star power. And Fernando Tatis is a star. Right, for sure. And- Whether you love him or hate him. Yeah. But, I mean, there is an interesting stat about the Tatis family that I'll I might throw our way a little All right. bit later. All right. Um, do you know his 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 father is the only person to hit two grand slams I in the same? I do know years? that. I mean, honestly, when you say Fernando Tatis Senior, that's the first thing I think of. Yeah, he's the only player in Major League history to hit two grand slams in the same crazy. inning. Crazy. That's crazy. Like that's crazy. Like some guys can't even get ARBI in a week. Yeah, and he got it in the same inning. Same inning. Yeah. Like, not even the same game. Yeah. Same inning. Everybody sits there and it's like, oh, the perfect game is the most rare thing. Oh, contraire, ah. Marfrey. <laughs> oh, contraire, Marfrey. <laughs> yeah. No, it is two grand slams in the same. There's a couple other things. I, I think I shared you a stat thing. But, yeah. yeah. Fernando Tatis uh, with the Cardinals against the Dodgers in uh, 93? 99. 99. Yeah, I was, I was uh, like. August. I, I saw it. <laughs> August 23rd of 99. Yeah. So. But yeah, Cronenworth of qualified uh, MLB first baseman, he's twenty one of twenty three in batting average. He's hitting two seventeen. Yeah, that's and not he, him. He's, he's better than that. Yeah, he's a, he's a two sixty hitter. So yeah, yeah. If if he can get back into play, I mean, he's a two time All Star as you've already said. So he definitely needs to get back into it. Absolutely. Talking about a former All Star, we're definitely staying in the senior circuit here. Second base, Jeff McNeil. What are you doing, my man? He's, you are a your career three hundred hitter. He was a batting champion last year. Right. Like, come on, man. And and he is. What is he hitting like two thirty something this year? I think. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's rough. It is rough. Yeah. So yeah, I mean Jeff McNeil, you got to get back on the snide. I mean, I know your Mets are underperforming. We're going to be talking about a couple other Mets a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, a couple. But uh, yeah, I mean they this this team needs a a table setter. And yeah, Jeff you're better McNeil than two fifty three, and he's a six fifty nine OPS. That's bad. Yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, he's two fifty three. So a little bit better than I thought it was, but still. A far cry from the 300 hitter you were. No power. Year. Yeah, zero no power. power. I mean, so his on base is higher than a slugging, which that, is hard. That's well, yeah, that is really tough. I mean, unless you're like just a punch and Judy hitter, which Jeff McNeil is not. I'm not saying he's a power hitter, but he's a he's a good hitter. Yeah, he's a doubles guy. Yeah, he's he's got right? speed and he can stretch those you know those debatable ones to get into second. So absolutely, it's it's a little rough there. 
Uh, I already teased it in the previous segment. Our shortstop, Carlos Correa of the Minnesota yeah. Twins. He's, he's got to get good. He's, he's so much better. Yeah, he is better than that. And, like, everybody's going to sit there and say, maybe it's the injury that everybody, like, got off of. No, he's just having a bad start to his season. And the Twins are barely staying afloat. Now, but they are staying afloat. Right. winning that division by default almost. <laughs> Your favorite uh, division, right? It's, it is legitimately the worst division in baseball. Like, hands down... Not even a doubt in my mind. It's the worst. Yeah, because at least like the Reds are good in the NL Central. Yeah, I mean it, the bottom line is we can agree that the Central period, both leagues, worse. worst divisions. But I the the junior version of it is worse. <laughs> yeah, junior. Usually, yeah. usually the junior version of anything is slightly better. Not in this case. Yeah, not in this case. No, not in almost any case in the in Major League Baseball. But I that's besides. I mean, you're what? hitting two twenty five and a seven hundred OPS. Like, dude. Like, come on. Like, come on, man. You're getting paid banana money. It is stupid. How much Not as paid. much as what the the Mets and uh, the Giants, the Giants would have given you, but yeah, you're still you're still getting made. You're still getting paid. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta step it up. Yeah. All right. Now this guy started off the year rough, like scruff McGruff rough, like yeah. it was bad. Yeah. But he started turning on at the end. He had a couple two homer games. Gunnar mm-hmm. Henderson and the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. And you know what? I, I wanted to talk about this later or next week. I think the Orioles could win the division. Cause like the Rays, they've they've kind of fallen off a fallen little bit. Off some. I'll give you they that. have some injury. I mean Shane McClanahan's out. Mm-hmm. But like I think we forget like the start they got off to, they were hitting so many home runs. And when you look at their lineup, it's like, this isn't a power laden lineup. No. And now they've kind of, they've leveled out. Yep. And like the Orioles are what, like three games back. And they're not un- like, they're not unbelievable at home. Like they were. I mean, the Phillies right. took two out of three from them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, or did they, they might've swept them. It was two out of three at least. Um, yeah. So it's not like, it's not like it's impossible, but yeah, I mean that, you're you're not wrong. That's not that's a hot take, but it's not really that. Yeah, the hot. birds are told. two games back. Yeah, and and I know they don't have like this great starting rotation. Mm-hmm. I love their offense, right. led by Adley Rushman, and Gunner. I love Gunnar Henderson. Even Santander. though again he hasn't got Ryan Mountcastle, mm-hmm. Cedric Mullins. Like they they have guys. Yeah, and they're they're definitely a fun watch. Well, let's talk about. The guy you just mentioned, Cedric Mullins. I think he's going to have another massive second half. Yeah, I and, you know he was hurt. In yeah, the he beginning missed of the some year. time. Yeah, so you know he is one of our outfielders that we're saying is going to have a massive second half. I have him in fantasy. I'm really <laughs> hoping that he has a big second half. Uh-huh. I believe in him. I believe he can come back and make things happen. So maybe, maybe, just maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think you're. Yeah, that's that's a power play. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, let's go to another outfielder. We already talked about him a little bit, but uh, you know, Cal Raleigh's running mate, Julio. Yeah, J. Rodriguez. He's he's got to he's got to go off. Well, last year the home run derby kind of sparked him up a little yeah. bit, so maybe it happens again. I mean, he did it forty one taters in the yeah. derby. So and, and the and the All Star week was in your home city, right? So yeah, I think it gives him some juice. Could give him a little juice and get going, and you know, maybe he. He rides off into the sunset. Maybe him and Cal uh, 
you know, take Seattle into a wild card spot. Yeah, it's possible. I'm not. Awesome. I'm not saying it will happen. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough. He's got to be. They've got to be the third wild card, and the AL East has got to fall off. But hey, anything is possible. Yeah. So I mean, do we think that the AL East is gonna have five teams above 500? Yeah. Like, so you think Boston? Yeah. Toronto? I mean, I definitely. Even though Toronto, they they definitely fell off um, towards the end of the first half. But, like, I mean, I think they're too good. I mean, I think Toronto's, like, an 85-win team, right? Yeah. So that puts them at, what, 85? I mean, really and, the only team that I'm looking at is, like, okay, is Boston above 500? 82 and 80, 81 and 81. Like, they're a yeah. 500 ball club. Okay. So, like, I don't – if if they fall beneath it, they're a 79-win team at worst, I think. Yeah, I think it's fair. To be clear. I mean, they're playing great baseball. Uh, excuse me, great baseball right now. Yeah. They just swept to finish out the first half. Give me a sweep. Let's go. Um, so kind of huge. Uh, yeah. The last outfielder that we're talking about, he's kind of a DH more than outfielder yeah. right now. DH first but baseman. we're but... throwing him as outfielder. Bryce Harper, my Philadelphia yeah. Phillies, man. Yeah. He is not – he hasn't hit a homer since May. That's weird. Um, he's he, Yeah, he's just not hitting the ball hard. I mean, he's yeah, hitting it hard, yeah, but it's not it's – not, yeah. It's not Bryce Harper hard. He's hitting it on the ground or on the line, yeah. right? So, I mean, yeah, I think he's due. Yeah. I think he's too good, too talented to just, like, be pedestrian. And I'm hoping that his hit by the pitch into his surgically repaired elbow didn't, like, super affect oh, him. Oh, yeah. X-rays were neg. It all looks good. But... Does it feel good? Yeah. That's, that's the question. And I know he's been trying to figure out how to play first base so he can get in the field, yeah. which would be massive for this team. Puts Bohm at... Uh, put Bohm at third, then you can have Castellanos and um and 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 uh Schwarber D H. Yeah. And then you have Pache and Marsh in that outfield. But I will say the defense. Give a little hat tip to Castellanos. He hasn't been a complete eyesore in right field. No, I think they realize how to play him. You shade him towards yeah. right center and make and, and deep and make sure all of his his the biggest part of the field he has to cover is in and to his left. And then he doesn't really have to go to his deep into his right because you got Brandon Marsh playing center or Christian Pache. Right. So like you've got two speedsters that make up for that gap. So that also helps. All right, let's jump to the pitchers, uh, and we're gonna stay with the Phillies. Aaron Nola. Yeah. I mean, he showed glimpses of brilliance a couple of times, especially late. And you're just sitting here going, okay, all right, maybe maybe he's found it. Yeah. And then, this is the start. And then he had an eyesore against Miami, which spoiler alert, apparently that always happens. He's, yeah, he's Miami's kind of got your number. He's it's he's their kryptonite, especially Jorge Soler, all star. Yeah, no, we're not yeah. to deny that. But I think Nola finds it in the second half, takes it, puts it on cruise control, and might get a couple of votes for Cy Young. I don't think he wins the Cy Young. To be clear, yeah, but he gets recognized. He's definitely getting some. You know, you vote the top ten in the Cy Young for crying out loud. Yes, sir. He's definitely getting some votes. All right, uh, your your boy. Yeah, Max Fried. He, uh, before the uh, All Star break, he had a rehab assignment at trip at AAA, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know how many uh, rehab starts they're gonna give him. I think they're gonna give him as many as he needs because essentially he has to start spring training over again. But I think I think he's real close. Yeah. Because tri- uh, AAA, they weren't on all-star break. So, like, I'm assuming he got another rehab start uh, this week. And I think he might have a couple more. And you could see him in the Braves rotation again. A rotation that had two all-stars with uh, Spencer Strider and Bryce mm-hmm. Elder. Right. Uh, and just, gosh, that would be so huge. 
I definitely think he'll he'll definitely have the juice because Braves are kind of World Series or bust this year. Yeah. The way they've the way they've played to start, like it's kind of like okay, you guys are kicking teams in the teeth. Like you got to win the whole thing, and I definitely think Max Fried will lead the charge in the Braves rotation. Do you think the Braves can flirt with one sixteen? It's the record, right? Yeah, Seattle. Yeah, um, I definitely think they're getting over a hundred. So the Dodgers last year had one eleven. Yep. I definitely think the Braves more than capable of doing that. But once they get to one sixteen, one sixteen, like if one sixteen and forty six. If the NL East was completely like poor, I would be like, oh yeah, not that I know we don't play as many division games as we did last year. Mm-hmm. But and so balanced schedule, I think it's gonna make it more difficult. But gosh, that's one sixteen. That is crazy. I'm gonna look up. Do you think they could do it? I don't know if they can. I really don't. They'd have to play like I don't as good as they played the last month and a half to do it. And I almost think it's one of those things where like I don't think they'll feel the need to do it unless that. I mean, unless that was like goal in spring training, win one sixteen. I don't think they're even gonna try to do it. I mean, if they get if they flirt, right? Like let's say they go 30 and 3 in their next 33. I mean, that's basically the pace you were on the last month and a half, right? Right. Y'all went what, 29 and 4? Yeah, we crushed it in June. So, if you do that again, right? That would put you at 89 and 33. Um, at that And point, that's 20 that's going 29 and 4. Ask me that same question if that happens. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be like, yeah, we're going 120. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, gosh, it's just so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. And then it's almost like, as a team, it's like, do you want to do that? I'm not saying, like, I'm not, look, you want to win every time you get, get between the white lines. I understand that. But, like, as a team, do you want to, like, push yourselves to get 116? I get it. Yeah. I understand. All right, let's go to the last – Two and I put two with an asterisk here. Uh, <laughs> Alex Manoa. Yeah, Alex Manoa. I mean, look, he came. They called him up right before the end of the first half, and he actually had a really good start. Uh, so maybe he, you know, fixed some things in the minors, and because he was an all star last year, yeah, he was really good. So I think he was. I mean, we all know he was hurt, right? But I think it was affecting him more than he was trying to yeah. let on. And, and then I think, the it, and then I think it hurt. became mental, right? Yeah, for sure. When it finally got healthy, it became mental. Yeah, no, yeah. that's for sure. All right, and then the last one we have to watch out for. The, basically, the entire Mets rotation. Yeah, the be- entire Mets rotation. My, minus Senga, who's pitched, yeah, he's, pitched really he, good. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. But, I mean, Verland- Verlander's-, Verlander's a 3-1-70 RA. That's respectable. Yeah, for most guys, that's very respectable. But, but it's not Verlander. But you won the Cy Young last year, boss. Yeah, you won the Cy Young with, like, almost a sub-2. Yeah. He had, like, what, won a 202 last year? No, it might have been sub-2 last year. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Yeah, look it up, Parker. You what, you got it? You got it? Yeah, it was Verlander. Had, it, he was, like, 225. And what okay. you're thinking about is when Scherzer went to L.A. That's and right. And he had a, a sub-2. He was, like, 198 and 11 stars. 198, 197, 198. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, all right, so, but that's another guy in this rotation that you're right. expecting to pull that off. I mean, when he's... When both of them are humming, they're in, they're not touchable. But see, the thing is, we haven't seen that this year from them. Right. That, that was the whole thought. If you're Steve Cohn, it's like, okay, we well, have Scherzer. I'm going to go get Verlander because we lose to Grom. 
those two because remember in detroit i mean that was an amazing duo Mm -hmm. but they but they have not like not that i mean they're pitchers it's an individual thing but they haven't come together and like just dominated one after the other well yeah i mean like i said verlander's at 317 this year mcgill's over five scherzer's over five like they're both over five yeah it, it's been rough. Yeah. I mean, like you said, only Senga's really been the only one giving him a shot. Right. And Verlander hasn't pitched a lot. That's the reason why his 3-1-7 really is not impressive. Yeah. This entire Mets rotation has to be better in the second half. Yeah. I, much to our chagrin. <laughs> right. We don't want him I to I mean, be I'm okay if they continue to do what they're doing. Right. I'm perfectly fine with it because it means the Phillies have one less team they have to contend because, with. Because, CJ, what do we say every year? Death? Taxes and, and the, the Mets, Mets met. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, I mean, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, we might. We might have to put that on a t-shirt. Merch! Yeah, merch! <laughs> the sports GPS merch. Yeah. The Mets met. <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty good. Yeah, it would. I, I wouldn't wear it because it would have the Mets on it, but. Yeah, well, you don't have to put their logo. We can just. I guess that's fair. Just the Mets met, and then we put the Braves and Phillies logos on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> Draw it! <out! laughs> Stack girl. <laughs> oh, stack girl. Yeah. Having having way too much fun and not enough time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh those are our those are our players to watch. Kyle Raleigh, Jake Cronenworth, Jeff McNeil, Carlos Correa, Gunnar Henderson, Julio Rodriguez, as well as Cedric Mullins and Bryce Harper in the outfield with Nola Freed, Manoa, and the entire Mets rotation. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, really, it's Verlander and uh, Scherzer, we, yeah. who we're really talking about there. So, but like Carlos Carrasco, can you give me a little bit more? Yeah, uh, T- Tyler McGill, we we've seen better. We have, but like those aren't the guys. Those aren't I the know. face. Yeah, you're right. The face is uh, Scherzer and Verlander. Like they 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 brought Verlander in so to pair him with Scherzer, so they carry the load, mm. and it has not happened. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, I also want to see a little bit more out of Bellinger, so maybe the Cubs make a run in the Central. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other guys that we – but we thought they had half-decent first half, so we didn't bring them in. So that's what it is. Uh, Parker, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode, but get it, hit them with the socials. All right. Yeah, if you want – hit us up at the socials, at the Sports GPS, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, let us know what you feel. Like, are there any guys that we miss to watch in the second half you know, whether he, do you believe in Contreras over Raleigh? You know what I mean? Like, like who do you believe in more than the guys that we mentioned? Yeah. Uh, if we miss somebody, let us know who we missed again. We really hit guys that didn't perform well in the first half. Yeah. Uh, that were definitely like well under what we think they should have been. I mean, really the only guy that like heated up towards the end of the first half was Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. Well, uh, Julio a little bit. Yeah. Julio. But yeah, I mean, it was Henderson was the only one that was like, Really got hot, but the home run derby doesn't count. (laughs) Home run derby doesn't count. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, So yeah, at the sports GPS guys, we really appreciate any follows, uh, any likes, any comments that y'all make on uh, what we can do, what y'all would rather see us do or talk about. We really appreciate all the positive feedback or or even constructive criticism. We're totally in for it. We want to make this the best general sports podcast out there on a weekly basis. Um, you know, we've got some other ventures going on. Parker is going to be doing uh post game Braves coverage with his yeah. brother. Yeah, me and my brother were beginning our YouTube channel tomorrow night after the Braves game as first game back after the All Star break. We're doing post game coverage, 
kind of everything Braves as well. So we'll definitely be doing that consistently. And yeah. you know, well, I, what's the name of that bad boy? Above the Chop. Nice. And I got to give my brother credit. He came up with that name. Nice. Because well it's funny when we were talking about it, and we were kind of like, okay, what do we want to name it? I, I was drawing a blank. Yeah. Because, like, I, we want to do something that, obviously, no one's taken. Mm-hmm. And my brother, like, the next day gave me that name. I'm like, the first thing I thought about is because at Truist Park, they have the Chop House de- seats. And I'm like, above the Chop? Oh, that's what I thought about. He goes, yeah, I wanted people to think about it that way. So, uh, and definitely, when Braves play the Phillies, might have to have CJ come on. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that. I think, um, you know, there, I've been pondering myself doing a post-game Phillies. Yeah. Uh, post-game Eagle, post, post-game all, all things Philly. So, uh, definitely, uh, when I have more info on that, maybe when I get a sweet name like Above the Chop, <laughs> I might drop it in and we can get it going. But I think, as I've said already, that's going to wrap it up. Season 4, Episode 7, for all of us here at The Sports GPS. Parker White. CJ Holly. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.